Welcome to the No Filter Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Ronnie Cook. Today, I have a special guest. He is an architectural photographer, but he also likes to do landscape photography as well. Will you please help me welcome Mr. James? Now, here's the interview. With Mr. James, um, can you tell the audience a little more about yourself? Yeah, um, I'm Jim Hunick, and uh, I, I live in Chicago. Uh, grew up in northern Wisconsin, and then um, I came to Chicago because I became a pastor and got my first first jobs here. Um, married, we've been married, my wife and I, for 16 years now, which seems like forever. Um, I can't believe it. And uh, no kids, just uh, enjoying living in the city. We're both very much city folk, even though uh, this pandemic has really made it hard to live in a 900 square foot apartment. Oh, excuse me, 700 square foot apartment. Um, oh, I bet it has. Yeah, it's uh, the, the things we love about the city aren't available and uh, not going to work, uh, working remote means that uh, we could use some social distancing at home. <laughs> right yeah so um how did you get into photography well i uh i started out sort of out of um uh freelance writing i do some freelance writing on the side and i got this gig with a website lifewire reviewing products and uh, it was amazing but one of the things they needed was uh, product photos and uh i had no idea no not a photographer at all um and so I had to hire some photographers to do do the work. Um, and so I br brought them in, saw what they were doing and uh, looked at that. And I said, huh, I could do that. And then I'd be able to save however much money uh, for every article instead of paying them. Um, and so uh, both of them were friends of mine. And I said, you know, I'm really I'm kind of interested in this. And one guy <laughs> pointed me to a nikon d60 on amazon um this is about two years ago which meant that the d60 was like 10 years old um it was amazing uh four megapixel uh awesome you know starter camera but it cost me a 100 bucks and so from there i used that to do product photography and i started to enjoy it so I took the camera to, um, my wife does Iron Man. I took the camera to Iron Man and took photographs all day and uh, Chicago Marathon and uh, just started from there. It's been pretty great ever since. So do you do more architectural photography or um, product? Well, I don't do product photography anymore. The uh, contract with LifeWire ended a while back and, uh, uh, you know, I'm not going to do product photography for fun. Um, and so I turned over to, I've been doing some research on churches in Chicago. And part of that research is preserving some of these amazing buildings that were built in like 1850 or 1880. Um, and so that's how I started in product photography or in architectural photography. So I do a bunch of that. I do a bunch of uh, street photography, just go out in the city and take photos of things, um, buildings, people, events, whatever I can. Um, and so basically it's, it's photography of architectural stuff that I find and I think is interesting and events is what I do.
That's awesome. <clears throat> um, so when you go out to go shoot, what gear do you take with you? It depends on what I'm shooting. Um, so the last time I went out, I took, uh, I had just got um, extension tubes for my camera so I could do some macro work. And I thought, I'm going to go out to uh, Michigan Avenue and take up close photos, macro photos of the Christmas decorations. So I took, I took one lens that gets me super close up. And then I also took a, a new lens because I just wanted to play with it and see what it would do. Um, and so a lot of the time going out is, hey, I've got this lens. I don't know how to use it, or I'd really like to explore it. And then we're going to find things to shoot that match the lens. Yeah. Um, and then other times I'll actually have a specific thing I want to photograph and then choose my choose my gear for that. Usually it's just one or two things and a tripod. Do you have a camera bag? Yep. Uh, just this little like triangle shaped thing. Uh, it's uh, like a cheapo no name bag. You can clip the tripod underneath and then it's got two zipper pockets, one for the camera and a lens and one for an extra lens. And that's it. <clears throat> I'm going to try something new. Uh, I know this wasn't on the list that I sent you, but what's in your bag? <laughs> well, like I said, it all depends on on what I'm doing. So if I so let's say when Chicago locked down that very first week in March, Chicago was empty. I'm not talking like there weren't many people there. It was literally empty. And so mm. I took um, I, I wanted to go out and shoot some some scenes of the city where there were always people, whatever hour of the day, and get the the empty city. So doing that, I took, I have like a walking around lens that zooms from 18 to 200. So I took that just in case I saw something cool. Um, but then I took my 14 millimeter lens just to get these big wide angle shots of the city. What's your favorite? Okay, so what is your favorite place around Chicago to shoot? Well, like I said, it all depends on what I'm shooting for. Um, another thing I did early in the pandemic was go and do mask street portraits. So I just walk yeah. along the street, find people and ask, hey, can I shoot your portrait? Um, so when I did that, uh, I would go wherever people were. I went down to Michigan Avenue, this big, this big shopping strip, and I found people there. I'd go to a park nearby where people would be outdoors and just sort of milling around. Um, and so those were really fun, just finding people wandering on the street. Um, otherwise, I, I really like the, the lakefront is pretty great. There are pr plenty of great views of the, the city. Um, unlike many of the older, older cities on lakes, Chicago really preserves its lakefront so that it's free from all of the industry that is in most places. I mean, it all burned mm -hmm. down in... Uh, in 18 whatever with the great fire and after that they said no let's let's preserve this um and so it's got this beautiful section of town with parks and trails and then uh, just a little ways away from that is all the the buildings of chicago so it's beautiful can you go uh, anywhere high like above the city 
uh, do you know, or do you know anywhere that you can go high above the city where you can uh, take a picture of the highway or anything? You know, that is the that's the hardest part about about doing big landscapes in Chicago is that all of the 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 beautiful things you need to be high up to get them. Um, yeah, you can't get a landscape shot standing in between two 90 story buildings. So um, my building is is 15 stories tall. And so I can get Ooh. one angle of the city. Um, but to get anything else like good sunrise shots or um, sunset shots, especially there's, it's really hard to find a good place to get the angle to get a good shot with uh, interesting foreground, midground, and background. Um, you have to find like an open parking structure or sneak into someone's balcony or have a have a friend with somewhere cool um yeah well what i was gonna ask or say was if you ever try to do um long exposure photography you, if you were able to get up high, that would probably be a cool picture to get with the you know going down in the um setting your camera to do a long exposure and get the like the traffic coming the cars coming in and out mm -hmm. So you can do some interesting things like that from the lake. Um, the way the lake is set up is there's a there's a trail right on the shoreline, and then much of it there's also there's um, like a a lake highway, and then the buildings. And so if you get from the right vantage point, you can get the lake shore, the lights of the the traffic, and the the buildings in the background. And so I've done some like 15 second exposures that you get all of the lights. And then at night you get blue, blue hour sky with the lights off the buildings. And it's pretty fun. That sounds like a cool picture. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so besides the buildings, besides the uh, Lutheran church in Chicago, what are your favorite ones to shoot? Well, and now that you've uh, eliminated all my top interests, that's going to be a hard one. <laughs> um, so I, I really loved doing doing those portraits. Uh, I thought that was a lot of fun getting getting people. I, I want to tell stories, and I think that's that's a, a fun aspect of photography that really drew me into it, especially early on. Um, and that's why I shoot Lutheran churches, too, is these buildings are part of the story and not so much just because they're beautiful buildings. Um, I, I also really enjoy uh, doing doing like sports photography. And uh, I've spent some time on on the lakefront photographing like beach volleyball games and things in the park and uh, going to the zoo and, and shooting animals as they move around. I, I prefer to do um, endurance races, but I got all my camera stuff only a couple of months before all the endurance races got canceled. And so oh, man. Like, uh, I was supposed to go to Ironman and do that. I, I had all these new things and equipment and lenses that were especially designed for that that uh, I haven't ha been able to try out. 
And so I, I went out and practiced action photography with some of my manual lenses, trying to make sure I could I could get things that were moving with manual focus. And all of it was for not um, have to have to wait until next year. So speaking of manual, so when you first got your your camera, did you start in a manual or did you start where like your shutter button or your shutter was, you know, you set your shutter button or shutter and then ISO was in manual and then the aperture was uh, not your, I'm sorry, your ISO was automatic and then your amateur was in, you know, you set that as well, or did you just go all automatic? So I, I started, my first lenses were all either straight manual or vintage lenses. So um, after the D60, it quickly became too little of a camera to, to continue using. And so I got a, a Sony a7 II um, mirrorless. And one of the reasons I decided to go mirrorless was you can adapt these old vintage lenses. So I bought um, two vintage lenses that were just super cheap, but pretty worthwhile. Um, and so I, I go out with those and just slip it into aperture priority mode and manually change the aperture. And then it, it does the, the, um, it, then the camera does the shutter speed and and so and i I typically set the iso wherever i want it to be um, given the outdoor conditions and the quality of the shot i want Um, usually pretty low like 100 200 400 something like that and then Mm -hmm. um, let the camera take care of the shutter speed and that works really well um Go ahead. Yeah, and so the uh, I actually am better with manual focus, like physically manual focus uh, lenses, than I am with the autofocus right now, uh, because I shoot more with the the manual focus lenses than I do with my autofocus ones. Yeah, can you talk more about those vintage vintage uh, lenses? So, what would be the difference between the vintage and what you see now? Well, so. Um, I bought two, two of them right away. Both were less than 50 bucks. Um, this old Soviet lens, a Helios 44-2. It's a 58 millimeter lens, uh, F2. And uh, it was like $30 with the adapter. Um, and uh, um, I got it because I did a whole bunch of research and it sounds like really cool. And it's got this amazing, it's almost like an effects lens. Um, and so, uh, uh, and then the other one I got was a Vivitar 135 uh, millimeter F2. Both very inexpensive, both good ways to just test out those, those uh, lengths without really having to worry about uh, pricing them. And the big difference between using these lenses that were built basically in the 70s uh, is mm-hmm. they are built like a tank, like they are metal like you pick them up really there is heft there like (laughs) i mean they're not heavy but you can feel how solid they are Uh, they're not heavy where they'll be hard to pick up you're talking more about if you were to pick up one of the vintage lenses and the newer lenses today you would feel the difference mm -hmm. oh absolutely 
the okay. uh, it's like all metal construction. Um, there there isn't sort of any give that you feel with like plastic electronics now or even metal electronics. Mm -hmm. It just feels different. Um, and you can tell that it's just a nice feeling to focus too, because you can feel the parts moving when you turn the focus, you can feel the lens is just physical. Um, mm. And it's, it's actually really satisfying uh, to be able to work with a lens like that. I've, I've tried doing manual focus with my modern lenses, and it is just a totally different experience. The focus by wire manual focus is awful by comparison. Yeah. Um, and so I, I really like those old like 1970s uh, vintage lenses. They're not always the best quality. And if you want a, like a top quality sharp lens, you're going to have to pay for it. But what I had, what I got really inexpensive and decent quality, um, sharper than some of the kit lenses I have, um, but still not like stunning. Um, so, but they're really fun to use and I love them. Um, it's just, they're the kinds of lenses that I would go out and use for portrait shoots, um, my street portraits, just because they're so much fun. That's that's awesome. I'd love to get. I have. I use a Canon T6 right now, and I would. I doubt I could find a vintage one to fit mine, but I'd love to try just to get the feel mm -hmm. of it, like how you said. So, um, with someone that's starting out photography, just that's thinking about starting, or as somebody that's started but only a few weeks in, doesn't know what not necessary the camera gear like the camera to get but what would you recommend that somebody like what kind of gear would you recommend for somebody to get are you talking like lenses camera all that or are you talking i i guess i don't understand the question very well so if i was talking to you i'm i'm starting out photography and you know i'm like i have a camera mm -hmm. already but you know um, like to do landscape and portrait, like just not just one thing, just everything. What type? What do you think type of lenses they should get in like kind of gear? You know, do you would you recommend them get a tripod? Oh yeah, right away I'd get a tripod. Um, you know the like the pros will say you got to spend like four hundred bucks to get to get the cheap ones, but I got a like a seventy dollar. $70 oh, yeah. tripod um, from Amazon. Uh, yeah, from Amazon. It's like a Jolica, you know, no name. And it works just fine for me. Um, it's I have two mm -hmm. of them. I mean, I think I, bu I bought both of mine on Amazon. And I mean, I see a photographer or other photographers use them. And I would look, I'm like, oh, that, you know, I like that one. I want to see how much it is. It's like, 150 200 bucks i'm like mine doesn't do the same thing as y'all's do but it gets the job mm -hmm. done yeah and i know those those much the even the low-end expensive ones are going to be more stable and they're going to last longer um but this has worked out great for me so yeah so uh 
so yeah you definitely need a tripod um honestly your kit lenses are a great way to start the uh I, especially if you bought it with the camera it's uh you can do great photos with them the 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 biggest the biggest thing you need is skill at that time and so just taking out your kit lenses and shooting getting a zoom having using your zoom trying out different focal lengths um you don't need anything magical as far as as lenses or buy a uh, half a dozen of them to so that you can be good at it um it's mostly about the person that's behind the camera than about what you have. Yeah. Well, I have another question. <clears throat> so, again, I'm getting the photography and I haven't bought a camera mm. yet. So what? Well, I have, but it's worth pretending. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking in the photography and I've been YouTubing, Googling and doing everything like research on the camera that. I think that I would like. So would you recommend some like me going to Best Buy, Walmart, like a store to buy uh, the camera brand new? Or would you recommend going to a shop that or a store that, you know, that sells used and new stuff? But mostly I'm trying to get as the used where basically what what do you recommend Going to the store and buying it brand new or going to somewhere to get it used? You know, it all depends. Um, I had been, when I was looking for my new camera, I looked at a whole bunch of different options and uh, decided to get, I was going to go mirrorless and was looking at several different models. And I, I decided on, on an Olympus something or another, Micro Four Thirds, and I went into the camera store to just check it out and it hurt my hand to hold it. Um, yeah, oh, really? it was literally like painful to to hold it in my hand shooting. And I said, yeah, maybe I shouldn't get a camera like that. Um, it was just too small for my <laughs> hands. And uh, so I said, nope, that's not going to work. Um, but you definitely got to go somewhere and try the camera in your hands. Uh, and so then I asked them to, to hold up, to let me hold on to an A7 II. And they said, hey, guess what? Um, we're holding this mega, mega deal where you can get it. It was only the new one was only $100, $200 than what I found the cheapest ones on eBay. Uh, and I said, mm -hmm. well, that's a no brainer. Um, I, right? I hadn't even intended to buy a camera uh, that day. I was just researching. And so I like called my wife. I'm like, you know, this is a little more expensive than what we had budgeted, and but it's a great deal. And she's like, no way. There's no way you're going to be able to do this. This is too much too soon. And then I went home and I typed out budgets and spreadsheets and I presented it. And like, uh, you know, I almost had like a PowerPoint. And, um, she's like, fine. And so I went back the same day over to the camera store and bought it. Um, and now this is the Sony yeah, one, right? The Sony. Okay. But, uh, you know, if you don't have a camera, absolutely 100% go mirrorless. Um, it's the future. It gives you so many more options. The uh, adapter lenses, there are just so many amazing vintage lenses and, uh, and other lenses that you can adapt to be able to work on these new uh, mirrorless cameras. Um, even like taking Nikon 
DSLR lenses and putting them on my Sony or Canon lenses, or you can find adapters that will bridge the gap. So you can find all of these interesting lenses from any manufacturer to use on your camera. So have you tried a DSLR? Yeah, my first, my first one was the Nikon D60 that, I mean, it was old. Okay. It was DSLR. Um, so from somebody that's again, wanting to buy a camera, can you explain kind of maybe go through the, what the difference is between the mirrorless and a DSLR? Um, the, I guess the, the difference is, is in the, in the, the, the name, right. Um, with a DS, DSLR, there's a mirror that you use when you go look through the viewfinder, you look through the viewfinder and then you, the light bounces off the mirror through the lens to see what you're shooting. And then when you press the shutter, the lens clicks down and it exposes onto the sensor. Um, sort of a leftover from when they use film. And so you couldn't like actually look at the film and see it from the, from the back of the camera. Um, and so they needed to have a mirror. But that's not the case with a digital sensor is the digital sensor can be constantly giving you digital data. And so um, the, there was the DSLR was like a transitional period where they took the the film technology and just replaced the film mm -hmm. with a sensor. And they realized, why do we need this this mirror flipping up and down when we have we can just use the sensor? Um, and that's what a mirrorless is, is it just doesn't have that, that mirror movement um, while you're shooting. Mm, okay. Um, so what have you learned since you started doing photography? That is such a, I guess that's a pretty broad question. Are you looking for, uh, could you help me understand it a little better? Um, just anything like, have you learned to shoot a, a different way? Have you, uh, about the cameras or anything like that? Well, I think the biggest thing I've learned is, is how to use my camera and, uh, composition. Um, early on, I, I mean, I really started taking seriously photographs the end of last year and through this year and, watching my, my photographs from January and the photographs from December uh, is just such a drastic difference in terms of composition and foreground and background, uh, interesting things using, using aperture for depth of field and just trying to find the right angles to make a photograph look good. Um, it's, it's been pretty amazing how how much I've improved simply by taking photos and then looking at them afterwards mm -hmm. and going, you know, I like this one, but I, I don't know. I don't like this one. And just learning from that. Um, yeah. I mean, I've only done this for a couple of years now, but on my Instagram, I'll, I'll look back and saw the couple first couple of pictures I've taken and I posted and I'm like, man, you know, it's a good picture, but it's so grainy. I shouldn't use this this app to to edit it. I should have. I wish what I learned now is what I learned. What I learned are known then. So, but it's it. 
it's a process mm-hmm. though. I mean, yes, in the beginning, you're always just about everybody's going to start out, you know, I hate, I'm not trying to be mean about it, but oh, yeah. bad. And uh, I mean, you'll learn. That's what the one thing I like, I love about photography. Just about every day you learn something new. If, n- not only with, you know, taking pictures or learn something new with your camera, but you know, other people sharing their thoughts and how they learn stuff. You might not, not even known about it using that camera or use, you know, the way you uh, Mm -hmm. photograph. So, um, so what do you think? Let me see how I kind of phrase this. Um, Okay. What do you, think that has improved in your photography and what do you think that still needs to be improved Uh, i think the thing that has improved most is composition um uh, so both composition in in camera and then trying to figure out how to shoot not for what shows up on the back of my of my camera after i'm done but for my developing software that I can adjust to make look look amazing. Um, and so between the two, it's been a massive difference in my photography. Um, so I think those are the things I've learned most that's been most helpful for, uh, for what I've taken so far this year. Uh, well, and then the other part of the question was, what do you think that still oh, needs yeah. to be improved? I think I need to figure out lighting buildings better. Um, I don't know. So m- my my architectural photography focused mostly on indoor photography. And mm-hmm. churches have the worst lighting. Like you have no idea <laughs> how bad it is. Um the churches in Chicago, the Lutheran ones, it's like they all bought their lights from the same guy who who loved the color yellow. Um, and so they're all either they use the yellow bulbs or they actually have yellow glass that d- disperses mm. the light like a translucent glass. And so everything mm-hmm. is just brown and yellow. Um even the whites. Oh, I bet that and makes it her hard. It's so ugly. And I like you look at it with your eyes and it doesn't it doesn't affect you, but it on camera it's just everything is golden colored um in an awful way. Mm. And so that that's something I really need to figure out. I've started turning all the lights off. Um but even <laughs> that isn't great. Because you get a lot of shadows then if you're lighting only through the windows. And mm-hmm. then depending on like stained glass windows too, have a have a, a hue that casts everything. And that can be great um, if the light is right and the, the window coloring is good. But it can also be really hard to get a good shot of, of, uh, of the, the architecture to highlight that rather than really highlighting how bad the lighting is. Well, what do you use to edit your photos? Uh, Capture One. Um, I just recently got it, uh, like four months ago. I had been using Apple Photos because mm. it was free. Um, but uh, it just, 
I ran into the limit of its editing capabilities. And so I got Capture One. I know it, <clears throat> it, it'll cost you 10 bucks a month, but have you ever tried to uh, consider I Lightroom? Refuse. Yep. You refuse? The, oh, okay. Uh, um, I, I do not want to have to pay $10 a month for the rest of my life to edit photos. I capture hmm. one. I bought it a one-off license. It was, it was relatively expensive, but it costs only the cost of one year worth of Lightroom. And I'm going to have it until it goes away. Oh. Like until my, until my computer doesn't support it. And, uh, it, oh. I did a bunch of like every, every developer offers a free trial. So I did all the free mm -hmm. trials from, I did Lightroom. I did, oh, there's this one that's all about AI and like sky replacement. I forget what it was called. I tried, I tried, I must've tried a dozen different developing software and Capture One was the only one with, that was both speedy on my Mac and had the features I needed for uh, architectural photography. Things like keystone uh, layers, um, and it was it was just more powerful than the the other ones I tried, um, except for Lightroom. Lightroom still has some great features that uh, Capture One doesn't have, um, but not for what will end up being ten times the cost by the time I'm done with Capture One. Yeah, there's a couple that I used. Um, one's called Photobots. Mm -hmm. FOX and Snapseed, they're good. It, I'm just suggesting. Uh, they're they're good apps. They're on my phone and my iPad actually, and they're good to have. Like if you're taking a picture or uh, a selfie with your wife, and you know some like there's a lot of people behind y'all. You you know on the photo thoughts, you can actually erase all the people and just have you and her, or some you know there's a baby running around in the background or something like that. And it's good to have where you can erase somebody like that. So, well, where in Chicago, if some, if I was visiting Chicago and I wanted to go out and take pictures, where would you suggest that I would go? I think I would definitely start with the lakefront parks. Um, the, and there's a lot of them. So you can go from, um, the, the lakefront trail runs 18 miles, I believe, along, uh, Michigan, Lake Michigan. And so, mm -hmm. um, but I think the, the most interesting stretch for newcomers would be, there's a stretch from just north of Navy, about a mile north of Navy Pier, all the way down to about a mile south of Navy Pier that runs from, there's a zoo which is pretty fun and a, like Lincoln Park. And then it runs down to the museum campus. And all along there, there's architecture, there's nature, there's lake, um, the, the, you can get Navy Pier. Um, if you wanna do like night, long exposure night photography, there's good places for that. There are um, good views from a distance up close. You can do architect, like, architectural buildings, street photography, um, monuments, like just about everything you could want in a pretty, uh, pretty narrow space. 
It sounds like just about everything I want to do is I could do it up there in Chicago. You I might should. have to it's visit. A, it's a great place to, to just to be, but also a really great place to uh, photograph. Yeah. Oh, well, the only thing is, it gets a little too cold up there for yeah. me. I'm from Texas. Uh, in Texas, it's way <laughs> too warm for me. I, you know, I grew up in northern Wisconsin, and uh, I really like it yeah. in the south. That's uh, so. Yeah. Chicago is great. Um, it's warmer than where I grew up, but it's not like crazy like you guys. <laughs> Every day, that like in the middle of the week, we can have mm -hmm. all four seasons. So. Um, my last question, do you have any tips for someone that wants to start doing photography or someone that wants to start taking pictures of buildings? Well, yeah, just do it. Um, the I think the thing that stops people from doing new things is being afraid of being bad. Um, and I think you need to accept that you're going to be bad and just do it. Um, because the only way to get better is to go out and just start shooting. And, you know, you're going to choose the wrong spot. You're going to choose the wrong angle. Uh, and, you know, that's the only way to learn is to say, you know, why did that screw up so bad? And think about it and go out and try it again. Um, and that, that is absolutely agree. the first thing. Um, and a big part of that is figuring out how to see through your lens rather than trying to think about photography through your eyes. Because um, it's just a different way of looking at the world. And you need to practice using that the lenses you have to be able to think about what the image that each lens will show you and the best way to use that to capture the things you want to see. Yeah, I I do agree. Well, that's all the questions I have for you. Can you tell um, the audience that if they wanted to see more of the work, where they can so, find it um, at? You can see some of my work at uh, my Instagram. It's uh, you can search for James Hunick or it's Shy Church History, um, and you'll see some of what I'm doing there. Uh, my Instagram is mostly getting ready for a upcoming, uh, probably June or June 2021 or January 2022 website that will do history of Lutheran churches and all of this architectural photography. There will be a photo book and history and all that stuff, but that's that's upcoming. Um, and you can find some of my other work at my Medium page where I've got articles and some photography stuff. Um, but, uh, I, I don't have a ton of my, my photography work online just yet. Oh, okay. I'll put, um, I'll get with you after this and I'll put, uh, all that in the show notes below Great. the, uh, the interview. So when they can look it up and everything like that. So, well, Mr. James, I do appreciate hey, you coming on the show. It. I love to talk about photography. Yes, sir. Well, I do appreciate no, it. Thank you, Have sir. Have a great day. Bye. You too. Bye-bye. Man, it is always awesome to talk to another photographer and learn something new about a different type of photography. I can tell you this. Talking to all these different photographers, I have learned so much. 
and I can't wait to go out and see if I can do the same, but put my own little twist on it. I think that's my favorite thing to do. Like always, I'm going to leave you with a quote. You can look at a picture for a week and never think of it again. You can also look at a picture for a second and think of it all your life. Just take a moment and think about that. Some. Images are greater than others. But do you want to be the one that someone looks at your picture for a week and never thinks of it again? Or do you want to be the one that someone looks at your picture for a second and thinks about it all your their life? This month, I want you to go out and create something special this month. Let's create something that a stranger will look at for just one second, but will remember for the rest of their life. Don't forget to subscribe. And like always, thank you for tuning in to the No Filter Photography Podcast. I'll see y'all next time.